0: One of my favorite ones, although it's animated, one of my favorite ones is Justice League Doom. You know, people have to stop underestimating the fact that Batman is human. That part really kind of don't matter because mentally, mentally, he could be super cute. <laughs> Think about that concept for a second. Think about what, what if his. What if his. Intellectual prowess is so far off the radar that it even rivals someone from another planet. See, we assume aliens will always have something on us, whether that be superhuman strength, which they do in Superman, or if they have genius-level intellect. And a lot of that comes from the notion that if they figure out space travel before we do, then they have to be smarter than us. Well, that's not always the case. That could be blind ambition. That alien race could have been making it a priority to just hurry up and get to another planet. But that don't mean that they know how to treat people, okay. or that don't mean they know how to read people. Batman is a super, super genius. So when people keep talking is about, really genius? I'm talking about Alfred.
1: what his He's butler, it. who makes all the he makes all the shit, Batman does? Oh, I thought it was uh
0: Morgan Freeman. I see that's different. That's different. See, you talking about that Christopher Nolan Lucius Fox.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I don't really know, All
0: Alright, well that's just a situation where one smart guy developed something and Bruce Wayne perfected it for his specific purposes. His crime fighting purposes. Lucius Fox didn't create it for that reason. But then once Lucius Fox realized, oh, this is what you're doing with it, he helped him do it better. Okay. He helped him hide the fact that he's doing this under the moniker of Batman. Okay. He didn't make the shit, though. Gotcha. So, yeah, we back. Hot Mike, huh? Oh, Mike's been hot. Oh, don't do me that way. (laughs) Mike's been hot. You're going to have to edit that first part because I was just rambling.
1: Well, sometimes a ramble is good. A good real ramble.
0: The good real ramble. What up? What up? What up, world? Welcome to ours. This is your main man, Kenny Dean. And I'm your
1: boy, Kenny Concepts. And you're here with Ken once again.
0: Yes, the super dope Pie show that reviews some of your favorite box office, Blu-ray, home streaming, indie films. Wherever you want to find it, we'll bring it to you to your front door if you want to watch it. You can rely on us to bring you a little bit of information about it. Or if y'all want to let us know something, we need to watch. You know, folks got to understand, this is a two-way street, man. Yeah,
1: for real. Put us up on
0: something. Yeah, they can hit us up with a little bit of suggestions and some education and tell us, hey, did y'all check this out? Because we're going to do the same for y'all. Did y'all check this out? What it do, brother? Happy holiday season to you. Happy holiday season to you,
1: too. Not much. You know,
0: me and the brother Ken, we got a whole lot in common, man. Husbands, fathers, we was... Really dealing with that busy season, man. But I, I think everybody in my household enjoyed it, but I'm glad it's over.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely glad. So I'm ready to get back to work. Sure.
0: Man, it might have been a little bit of a stressor for me, man. I, I ain't tell you this. I had to run to the ER last night. Again? No, nah, but this time it was for me. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I was having some chest pain that put me on the flow. I don't know. It was hard for me to figure out because I'm no doctor. But I thought I was damn near having a gripper. What was wrong. Um, I got a little bit of chest pain. Uh, yeah, it could very well had only been some indigestion, some holiday turkey and all that. Maybe a little excessive eating, but uh, you know, they nice. gave me some Pepsi, sent me home. But they had, you know, once you go in, they commit to hooking you up to the machine and mm-hmm. drawing blood and all that. But you know, yeah. man, we we forty now, bro. You gotta,
1: hey, gotta make sure.
0: Gotta make sure you're alright. But yeah, the ticker is intact. So, don't worry, y'all ain't gonna lose me yet. Brothers Ken gonna stay united. We ain't going nowhere. But we, uh, we here, man. We at the end of the year, we about to hit these folks with the year end review.
1: Definitely, definitely got some uh movies that we loved, hated, and want to see. So, you know, uh, we also got a couple movies that we want to review.
0: Yeah, man, as I think back on, on what we was going through through this entire year, I remember when we first started, it wasn't quite at the beginning of the year, it was around February. We know how big of an impact that Black Panther was, so we had to sit down and do that. And, man, the chemistry kind of just rolled us into this natural thing where, although we may not have been as consistent as we should have been, and I'll take a ton of flack for that. A lot of that's on me trying to line up the schedule with my brother. But I think we got a a gem here, man. We got a wonderful, wonderful concept with the show because once we started, it was just like, a natural effort to continue talking about things as they came out. We rolled right into the Oscar episode. Mm. After that, that was a big episode. I look back on it; it probably should have been a couple weeks.
1: We got one. Hey, we got another one coming. We can do it better this time.
0: Yes, yeah, a lot of controversy circling around the Oscars this season. You know, they they asking people to host and then. Retracting the invite, the host, unless they apologize. Your boy Kevin Hart. I I don't even know what the comments was that he made. He made some homophobic comments.
1: Yeah, I had talked about it on another uh, another show, and we touched on it a little bit. He said something on a line of like, "You look." He told his guy. He tweeted his guy. You look like a a gay something. Gay rights activist. Something, man. It was somewhere. It was like. Okay, if you, I, I should look it up, man. Because we, like I said, I talked about it. It was just basically, it was more of an immature comment. I didn't right. really say he was coming going from hard. At you know, he, he's a comedian, so he probably wasn't really watching what he said as much. Right, as he right.
0: Should've. Coming from the mouth of a comedian, and yeah. that's no excuse. That's no excuse. You
1: no know, comedians think later after the joke and shit.
0: But I, I do think we are in a weird time, man, because people got to be delicate at what they make fun of, and unless you are completely vehemently uh, a person that has done something extremely offensive, then it's cool to make fun of that. Like, okay, everybody was on Bill Cosby once it was found out he absolutely did what he did. But, is it really cool to make fun of doping and raping people? Probably not. It's not cool, but I don't know. I'm a pretty chill dude. I say make fun of everything. Yeah. I'm cool with all the jokes. I'm cool with women jokes, I'm cool with fat jokes, I'm cool with black jokes, I'm cool with Jew jokes, I'm cool with all types of shit. I mean, yeah, there's a couple lines people probably shouldn't cross, but come on, man, let's let's laugh about more things and cry about less. That's the thing, though, You got
1: you got some people that just don't really look at it that way. Unfortunately, everybody don't have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. like some people, and some of that shit you just can't be saying. Let's just be real. Mm. I mean, because you know people out there are don't have the same sense of humor as you. So you got to kind of watch what you say, especially when you are a really big public figure. I mean, it's fucked up. But I mean, yo, you got to take the good with the bad. You make a whole lot of motherfucking money. You live in
0: fat. You got everything you want pretty much.
1: Like you can't say everything you want to say.
0: Yeah, but is it a respect thing or is it just a I'm going to bite my tongue for the sake of getting along? thing? Because then we start crossing into some weird territory where people are just smiling and saying whatever's convenient and being a little too liberal and soft in their thoughts about, oh, let's hold hands and treat everybody real nice and happy and say the things that are politically correct only. Like, I'm still, you know, it it might sound offensive, I'm still looking for a dose of realness whenever I deal with certain people, man. Like, give it to me real and raw.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, mine, um... Straight no chaser, but, you know, a lot of people like that ice and that lemon and that motherfucking salt, because they weak.
0: Now, hold on. if you're talking about a tequila shot. Give me a lime, bro. Fruit me. Just a little bit. Fruit me. Give me a little bit of salt. Okay. Everybody that use
1: (laughs) lime and salt,
0: I I don't consider
1: y'all, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when I'm at the bar, and I see somebody grab a shot of tequila, and they licking their hand and all. It looks like a cat and shit in the bar. Looking like a little cat.
0: Taking a cat bath yeah, at the bar, they paws and shit, and taking a <laughs> yeah. shot, then looking funny in the face after you got all that extra shit with it. No cat baths at the <laughs> bar, but you want to comment on the cab thing real quick before we dive into it? It's like they kind of hid the tweets, man. I'm trying to yeah, find them. Yeah, the tweet, em. the tweets got deleted. The yeah. tweet, the tweet gone. I, I caught myself trying to find them the other night. I really couldn't find them, but I ain't tripping, man. How you been, yeah. brother?
1: I've been great, man. You know, kids
0: had a great Christmas. That's all right, man. That's all right. Well, listen, man. How about you, man? Man, listen. I I jumped through a bunch of hoops for the family this year. I think the wife is impressed with with her gift. It was a combination of me and the kids working together to present her with this combination of an advent calendar slash 12 days of Christmas house. Whatever. It was a nice little design, a big box present where she punched her hand through different numbers each day leading up to Christmas Day, 12 days of Christmas. It was a gift inside. Man, you
1: probably should be telling us to talk about this type of shit over here, dog. Why not?
0: Somebody gonna bite my style?
1: Of course somebody gonna bite your style because that was dope. Go but viral. What they you gonna do? They, they go go, you, gonna have, you gonna have too many ladies hitting you up on an email.
0: <laughs> hey, Kenny. Can you make me one? Yeah. You nah. a, a <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, I did that for my wife. I you doing it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And the kids was happy, man. I was happy. It was all good. So listen, everybody out there, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, everything you celebrate, man.
1: Happy what you do.
0: Happy what you do. Be happy with what you do, man. And, and I know that right now a lot of people that fool with our pod know some mutual friends of ours, man. I definitely want to give a shout-out to my man Brad Ramont. He's uh battling, battling his third bout of cancer right now. And, and he's been in my mind for about the past two months, man, with his situation. I know he's close with his family. But he pulling through He on the road to recovery right now And he says some of the most powerful words I think that can help around this time of year Or if you dealing with anything medically yourself Man, hold the people that are close to you Closer and tighter than ever before Anything can happen to us, man We can check out at any time And when you're gone, you're gone Don't nobody know what's behind that, that veil And on the other side So the people that you got next to you Hug them, kiss them don't be afraid to tell them you love them, man. Enjoy their time while you got them. And yeah. for me, this year, I was really just celebrating time with my family.
1: Yeah, I say do it on a regular. Man, wait, do, don't do do not wait.
0: Do it on a regular, man. Do it on the regular. With that being said, no further delay. We're going to dive head first into Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. A lot of people's talking about this movie, man. They're still talking
1: about it. I got a comment on Facebook that this movie should be up for an Oscar.
0: That's that's kind of weird to me because I also saw uh my man Michael S. Shout out to Michael S. He he commented that this was the best movie of the year, and not just animated. He said best movie period. I, and I kind of scratched my head a little bit. Like I, I dig it, I get it, I feel it, but best movie of the year? I don't know, man.
1: Uh, I mean I'm not gonna. First of all. I- I respect his opinion. Uh-huh. He's a film guy. Uh huh. Uh, but I'm not. I mean, it's so many fucking movies out here, so it's just like you can't expect everybody to agree on exactly what's the best movie, right? And I can't say it's that movie. Mm. But I can't say that movie shouldn't be in the running though either because it was a great fucking movie. I mean, like I'm right there with you, man. I'm not. I can't say it's the best movie of the year because. I'm just going to say this real quick. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody finally yesterday. Uh huh.
0: That might be it?
1: In my mind, that was the dopest movie I saw in 2018. Really? Yes. That shit was good. Fucked me up how good it was. I thought it was great. You know, I don't want to, like, hey, people might be like, ah, that shit was alright or whatever. I thought it was. fucking amazing the music of course the fucking music was there of course but, of course you know we we can talk about that a little bit later just finish with the spider-man i just want to say so
0: okay so into the spider-verse got some amazing reviews with an 8.7 out of 10 on imdb
1: deserved
0: it it got a 97 percent on rotten tomatoes whoa it got a 5 out of 5 which is a perfect score on common sense media and although my main man Vinny bassese shout out to Vinny. Told me stop glorifying the Google ratings so much. It did get a 97% likes. And I warn my listeners, when you see the Google ratings, that's really just a bullshit thumbs up number tap that they give it. It's the people's choice, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway, Brooklyn teenager Miles Morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into one of the only Spider-Man.
1: Sounds like deja vu.
0: When he meets Peter Parker, he soon realizes that there are many others who share his special high flying talents. Miles must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil kingpin, a hulking madman who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider Man into our world. This movie was directed by Peter Ramsey, Robert Pachetti Jr., and Rodney Rothman. That's uh, Ass ton of directors for one anime. I know you don't like
1: that because we have an episode where you're like too many directors, too many cooks in the kitchen. You know,
0: it's, it's, it's nothing worse than when you're on set of a production and you got too many cooks in the kitchen anyway, which can happen. That generally happens, especially like on some of your indie sets when you allow your friends and people that had a lot to do with your production to have an opinion on how it goes. I don't know if it works a little bit different when you're talking animated. I can imagine it did if they like broke it down into segments. But um Into the Spider-Verse was fairly impressive. I, I will I will say it was okay. But again, like when we did our review on Venom round around Halloween, if you folks hadn't caught that episode spend spend a little time this holiday season and backtrack episodes of conflicted and go check it out this is just a part of the sony machine this ain't marvel doing they thing. this is sony doing a bunch of one-offs because honestly and truly spider-man story goes deep enough into enough different types of universes where they can do that and they'll just tell whatever story they want and it has no connection and no consequence to anything before it or after it but So this one doesn't. This story has nothing to really do with
1: Spider-Man.
0: Well, here's the thing. Into the Spider-Verse takes a lot of true elements that happen in the book.
1: Okay.
0: There is a Miles Morales in the book. Okay. There is a Spider-Gwen in the book. And when y'all read some of the reviews, be careful because every now and then they call her Spider-Woman. That's a different character. Spider-Gwen okay. and Spider-Woman are two different people.
1: Spider-Gwen, played by Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. was also in The Edge of Seventeen, which I loved. loved. Um,
0: and, and your one boy did the voice for Miles Morales. Uh, Shameik Moore. Shameik Moore. Will, you may know her from Dope. Yeah. Um, You know, I, and I'm not trying to hit folks with die-hard Spider-Man evidence. It's not about that. It's not about being loyal to every single detail that happened in the book. I'm just suggesting that it didn't happen like this where there's alternate universes and then these Spider-Men all have to come together. And that was part of Miles Morales origin story because consequently, now if you watch into the Spider-Verse, you got to ask yourself one important question, which Spider-Man is the true to form actual Spider-Man. Now, Miles Morales lived in a universe where Peter Parker was a blonde, successfully married, well-accomplished young man that had a bunch of devices. He had like a spider lab, similar to Bruce Wayne. And and Aunt May was like his Alfred. She helped him with all these gadgets and technologies and shit. So we know that wasn't a true to form Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. That that was weird,
0: and then there was the Spider B Park, uh, Peter B Parker, that got pulled from his universe where he was a fat, somewhat lazy, unaccomplished divorcee type Spider Man, which is cool. There there is a, a storyline that somewhat exists like that in in the comic books where um where Peter gets a little older and he does get a little fatter. So I don't know if that was supposed to be the truest to form Spider-Man. But I feel like I can enjoy the movie more if I imagine it without it having a true to form Spider-Man. And it's cool for a one-off. And I don't know if they're really trying to do a sequel, but stick around post-credits. They are trying to set you up for a sequel. But is the, the Spider-Verse? Absolutely. Shit. You see it at the end where the... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, I, I've... Forgive me, true comic book fans, I warned y'all earlier, I'm not that hard-nosed of a comic book fan, but Spider-Man 2099, um, back in about the early 90s, Marvel released a whole line of their key characters where they were all set in the future. There was a Punisher 2099, there was X-Men 2099, there was Spider-Man 2099, all these characters were set in 2099. And that character that you see at the end that has perfected both the time travel and portal jumping, I believe his name was Pedro? Pedro? I don't know. I don't know the guy. But uh, that's basically Spider-Man 2099, which is to suggest that to help him solve a huge problem that he's going to have, he's going to go gather several Spider-Men throughout time. So he goes to the first Spider-Man way back in like 67. Yeah. And then they having the point match. Yeah. You pointed yeah. at me. It was kind of funny. It was funny. I give them that. But it's also setting us up for a sequel. A sequel that I'm not 100% sure is necessary. I
1: was a little pissed I stayed and waited for that little shit. <laughs> That's what I didn't like about the movie. One thing I did not like. <laughs> because uh, I like the cast. The cast was really good. Uh, I like Brian Tyree. Uh-huh. Henry as his uh, pops Jefferson Davis, yeah, yeah, and also you know Mahershala Ali as the prowler, yeah. shout AKA out to Mahershala. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, Nicholas said, Cage,
1: Nicholas Cage, Zoe Kravitz. We got a lot of you know.
0: Yeah, it was, it was some. It was some good voiceover work in there. Yeah, I can't complain too much about that. And look, let me let me not be a choosy beggar. I'm happy to see anything that Marvel is doing, but make no mistake. This is just part of Sony's machine. This is just what Sony feel like they can do. They did it with Venom. They did it with this. They just do a little one-offs. They they pop a bunch of little one-off like stories because they truly have ownership over Spider-Man. So you mean
1: by one-off, it's like
0: oh,
1: is what you mean one-offs?
0: Like so they did Venom, and it had no consequences. It had no obligations to honor the story that Venom exists from, which is a Spider-Man world. They told you a story about Eddie Brock finding an alien symbiote, and don't get me wrong, when I walked out the house a little while ago, my kids is actually watching it right now. Go check it out, it's new to Blu-ray. It's a good, it's a decent movie, but it has no true obligation to tell the story of Venom's origin in a Spider-Man world. They just met up and became Venom, so it's a one-off. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and it don't owe anybody anything unless they make their own sequel, which I feel like you got to be careful about. Because now if your movie was successful enough and people want to see another one, you make a sequel, what you finna do now? Because I'd be damned if you try to make another Venom movie and you don't start incorporating some of the root storyline that exists between the fact that Peter Parker found the alien symbiote first. yeah, And he knew all the intimate details about Spider Man being Peter Parker, so when it met up with Eddie Brock, it knew not to set off his spider sense, which makes Venom that much more of a deadly enemy. But he's also a lethal protector. He's not necessarily a complete villain because when shit really hit the fan, Venom kind of turns into a good guy, which is what mostly Venom's movie standalone was about. All right. Him being the anti hero. But it's all entertainment. It was entertaining. People checked it out. Once again, I only I commend the Marvel Universe for the story that they tell them because they put out twenty movies that had an obligation to one another. They tied into each other and they had to follow a respectable timeline that had to honor where it picked up from and then where it left off at. Mm-hmm. That's that's an accomplishment to me. But y'all not gonna get me on my Marvel soapbox. So moving on. Pro. What you feeling about that? Well uh, I give it a I give it a seven out of ten. It's I wanna give it a six, but I gotta give it a little bit more because it's definitely strong in the culture. I like how they got Miles Morales, Brooklyn kid, set in a hip hop environment, faced with making some decisions in his family. I mean he got his moms and his pops there, which that's good. That's motivational. But then he got his uncle. Who's you know maybe a little bit on the wrong side of the tracks, but he was good to his nephew. He was good to he his, let nephew. his nephew. See that he was good to his nephew, but I like how they made sure that the impact of him finding out that he was the prowler had him froze. You know, if you think about that on a long enough timeline, if you got a young man that's growing up in the house and he's close to his uncle, but his uncle a drug dealer, where f- first and foremost I've been imprinted by my uncle that my uncle is not a bad guy. So I don't look at my uncle as a bad person. Then I find out later he a dope dealer. Then I'll start justifying reasons why he did that. More than the police will, more than the court system will, you'll look at him and say, man, he he just trying to make sure that I got something to eat. Or I wanted these fresh pair of shoes and he, and he helped me get them. Now, I'm not justifying crime. I'm not getting on the soapbox about the social issue and then the plights of being a minority growing up in urban communities and making some of the mistakes that you make. I think we all getting old enough and sophisticated enough in our society where we can teach our youth and folks to say, hey, leave drugs alone. Don't make this choice. Leave crime alone. Don't make that choice. It got consequences. But I think it's very refreshing that we understand how influential youth are. And I think Into the Spider-Verse did that a little bit. They, they was pointing out that Miles was influenced by the environment that he's surrounded by, whether it's his choice in schools, his peers, his mom, his dad, and his uncle, and then ultimately what happens when he's faced with realizing that he's not the only super spider.
1: Well, there you have it, Kenny gave it a 7 out of 10. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I want to give it a nine, but I don't, you know, I don't want to disrespect everybody because I don't know the the, nine. the, the true Spider Man story. But as far as just movie wise, it was a good movie. I think it's a good movie. You can take your family to see. Uh, nice soundtrack. I uh, dig the song Sunflower. Yeah, it's been banging. And yeah, I say check it out.
0: Overall, yeah. overall, it is good because I do. I, I did say this when Black Panther hit. I dug the Black Panther soundtrack. I think that that helps tremendously when you mm-hmm. roll in the movie out. You get the vibe into it. You ride listen to it on your way to the theater. You enjoy your movie. You ride and listen to some more the soundtrack on the way yep. home. I think that's a, a very impactful thing. I will give them credit for that. Maybe a seven and a half. I'm definitely give it gonna,
1: that eight. He just he might as well lean to the
0: eight. I'm definitely gonna own it when it hit on Blu-ray. That's no question. But again, sounds like an eight or a nine to me. To my buying on again, Blu-ray. Again, <laughs> I'm I'm never impressed when Sony just do okay. their little selfish thing.
1: Do you think this movie should be uh, animated Oscar? It's definitely probably gonna get
0: it. Oh, for animated, yes, yes. But oh, What about
1: when, just Oscar? Best
0: when, we, when we made that comment earlier. You, me and Ken was talking before the mics was hot. I thought the suggestion... Or were the mics hot? <laughs> <laughs> you you're a sneaky dog. They might have been. <laughs> I was thinking people were suggesting that it be nominated as one of the general seven best pictures. Yeah,
1: because one year up was, right? I think so. Yeah.
0: I think so. I don't know if it should be nominated for best picture, though, now. That's going a little too
1: far. Well, it's just, it's looking pretty thick for these best pictures, man. I'm wondering what they're going to be. Uh, you
0: got you got a whole lot of other shit You got The Mule, it's definitely gonna be in there You think so? I saw The Mule I didn't, you wanna talk about it? We can talk about it after we get done with this uh, next one When we hit folks with the year in review yeah, I don't know man, I, I definitely don't think This is the end of us hearing about Into the Spider-Verse I definitely think they are gonna mess around and do a sequel But again, this is just Sony trying to do their thing Almost, maybe not quite I might not know what I'm talking about but almost to the point where it feels like they're at war with Marvel Studios trying to prove, well, we have one of the most key characters under our belt and we'll make as many movies as we want. What do it matter if they're not in conjunction with each other? You're not doing as near of an outstanding feat as uh, as uh, Marvel Studios did. But with that being said, I know some people that can do some amazing feats right here in the great state of Wisconsin. You know who that is? Who that might be? That's the Badger Guide. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, folks. The Badger Guide. You find yourself traveling to Wisconsin in need of some great production value, the Badger Guide can help you. They can get tons of key elements that you need for your production. Crew, gear, help you with locations, other rentals. Check them out. You can even get yourself some great swag, some T-shirts, some sweatshirts, even some coffee mugs. Anytime you come into Wisconsin and you need to find any of the production elements you need, the Badger Guide is the production directory you want to go to. Check them out at BadgerGuide.com. Tell them the boys at Ken Flick that sent you. And I don't know. They might give you a warm welcome. That's BadgerGuide.com. Get your production needs there.
1: Shout out to Badger Guide. Shout
0: outs to Badger
1: Guide. So this next movie we're going to talk about has got um, uh, a major... It's, like, so big of a social media buzz, it's getting on my motherfucking nerves. Oh, my God. Excuse man. my language. Oh, my but God. But, damn. Man. Dude, I, I seriously, yesterday, and it's probably, like, the last three days, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. On my uh feed, it's just been, like, mm-hmm. bird box, bird box, bird box. Uh, I'm going to see what all the fuss is about. That's what I said. Let me mm-hmm. see, I said that a few days ago because I just got tired of hearing about it. Like, just let me watch it because pretty soon you're going to start getting details about the movie in the feeds and shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. Know, it, I don't know. I wasn't as impressed as everybody. You know, all oh, this shit storm for this movie, and that just didn't impress me as much as I thought it should. Because everybody was talking about it.
0: Bird Box has been doing a great job with making sure folks got a ass ton of memes to look at. Oh my yes. God, the stream of memes behind bird box and the social media impact and, and the uh the bird box challenge man folks are sitting around in their living room the f- why is this taking off like this man what's going on I got a theory I got a theory I I got a I got a big theory and oddly enough as I dive into my rabbit hole of the theory and look at what some of the other people have posted as far as the reviews and articles that's been written up about it it's possible that I'm on something but before we go too crazy, let's make sure folks understand exactly what's going on with Bird Box. Besides all the BS that you're seeing on your, your social media feeds, we got to hit you with the proper review. Only the way that your brothers can flick it can do.
1: Hey, so I actually thought that these ratings would be a lot higher with all this social media buzz. Speak on it. I really thought the Google shit was going to be like 101. <laughs>
0: Straight That's up. funny. That's <laughs> funny. That's
1: through the roof. Man, for real. But on IMDB, it got a 6.8 out of 10.
0: 6.8 out of 10. Rotten
1: Tomatoes 65. Yes. And Metacritic 50%. That's kind of fucking low fuck. The
0: worst.
1: 50%. It's like the general public when they think
0: a movie's great, it sucks to the critics. Does
1: that make sense? Or is
0: that wait let me let me hear you say that one more time. It's like
1: the general, like, okay, like how we see this all through social media, just like, you know, the majority is just regular people watching their movies. But then when you get these critics and these rotten tomatoes and all that stuff, it's like.
0: Based on the, the amount that we saw people talking about it on social media, you would expect the reviews to be better. Yes, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. I agree with you, but I got a theory. I get why it ain't, but I'm ready to hear this theory. We, I got a theory. I don't even Do we really even need to break down this movie? We, we got like to. Everybody saw it. We got to. We got to. When a mysterious force decimates the population, only one thing is certain. If you see it, you die. The survivors must now avoid coming face to face with an entity that takes the form of their worst fears, searching for hope. In A New Beginning, a woman and her children embark on a dangerous journey through the woods and down a river to find the one place that may offer sanctuary. To make it, they'll have to cover their eyes from the evil that chases them and complete the trip blindfolded.
1: This movie's release date was December 13th, 2018. And that has
0: a lot to do with my theory. I'm glad you pointed that out. Directed
1: by Suzanne Beer. Suzanne Beer. And it's based on a um, book. Is this a book? by uh... Josh
0: Millerman. Yes. Millerman. Based on Bird Box by Josh Millerman. So, listen, no suspense. uh,
1: Should we get a screenplay as credit, too? Yes, yes. Well, you know I'm a butcher with names, but it looks like Eric Heiser. Heiser.
0: Yep. Not to leave my people in suspense, we didn't read the book. If Bird Box is based on a book, we didn't read it. I did not know it was a book. And I have not heard people comment on how well the book is in conjunction with the the uh, theatrical story. Now, we got a lot of things that we don't review this year that we didn't even get a chance to talk about. My man Ken Flicted, my man Ken Concepts, I mean, put me up on um, Sharp Objects, which was based on a novel that he was reading. Mm-hmm. I sat through the uh, HBO series, definitely one that I would still suggest y'all check out. If you got some time on your hands, and I know y'all do, Because y'all all all sat and watched Bird Box over the holiday season. Check that out. Here go the theory, bro. here. Here go the theory. Bird Box is a Netflix original. Okay. Right? It's a Netflix movie. Last year, around this exact time of year, there was another movie, another Netflix original. Featuring Will Smith, Bright. Okay. Remember that? Yes. Remember Bright last year? A lot of social media buzz behind that too. Not nowhere as near as this, but not not as big as Bird Box. But the social media buzz was like, yeah, man, this is a dope movie because it did They deal- said that. Well, I ho- now I'm I'm not trying to slander Bright right now. If you want me to give you a review, a quick review on Bright, uh, I was, I enjoyed no. it. I we dug know. it. Let's not even go there a break. We'll okay. talk, okay. talk about
1: that in a
0: little bit. But. I'm, I'm just talking about the aesthetics of how they rolled this movie out. Bird Box did a very similar thing. If you catch people around this time of year, around the holiday season, a lot of folks is off work. A lot of folks is looking for something to watch. Some people are bold enough to go to the movies on the actual holidays. I know a lot of people was talking about going to see Aquaman. I know a lot of people was actually speaking highly of Aquaman. We ain't reviewing it yet. We ain't diving into Aquaman yet. We might save Aquaman for 2019 for y'all. But I'm shocked at the amount of positive feedback that I heard about Aquaman, considering how many people hated Justice League. I wasn't impressed either. Justice League wasn't amazing. But especially the way they slandered Bat V Super, people hated that movie, but they love Aquaman, why, why is that, here's my theory, if you catch people right now, around this time of year, and get them to watch a movie, get them to sit down with their loved ones, or, or, give them an excuse to escape a little bit of the mundane holiday BS that they go through. They on the road, they visiting, they sitting up with some cousins they might not want to be paying attention to, and they go in the living room, oh, Uncle Rudy got Netflix. Let's see what's hot on Netflix. I'm going to sit and watch this movie. And then a couple of the good cousins that know how to be quiet and sit and watch a movie with you, that's half the battle. That's, That's half the accomplishment. If you can watch a movie in a comfortable enough environment to make you feel good, you already probably going to speak positively of that movie. And you and I know this for a fact. People all up and down our timeline be asking, what movie should I watch? I ain't got nothing to do. I don't go back to work till Monday. I got all week off. They caught people at a good time when they knew they would be watching Netflix.
1: Well, I got a, another uh, a theory that's...
0: It goes with exact.
1: I mean, it basically goes with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Is that the fact that they... Like you said, they're in a comfortable environment, and then they don't have like they don't have to get up and leave. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go spend money. They already paying for Netflix, but it's not like they have to go in their pocket and take the money out. So,
0: oh, not only is some people paying for Netflix, they borrowing logins from other people. Yeah. So you got most of America watching this movie anyway because exactly. it's convenient and
1: easy to watch. Continue. Yeah, convenience. So that's basically what I was saying: the convenience of being in your own home, like. You said around the holiday season, you're eating leftovers or eating fresh food that's cooked for the holiday. You're right. Spending time with your family, right. people over, people from out of town. Yeah, it's actually a, a great, brilliant idea to come out with these type of movies. Plus, you're seeing a blockbuster at the crib. Marketing strategy. Like you see how this shit. When I saw it, when I first saw the preview for this, it fucked me up. How it was the trailer and everything. Just it just felt like box office. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like Netflix. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So now I kind of get where you coming from and this social media buzz now from sitting here just, you know, shooting the shit here on the air.
0: And the thing is, I think Netflix is doing these productions and if it can get to the box office, it will. If not, they not losing no sleep if they got to show it on their privatized channel. Hell, it's a win for them. I think... Are they even making movies and trying to send them to the box office? Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Manchester by the Sea, which was up for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. And the, the best actor. Made it to box office, but that's a Netflix original. I think they're making the movies, and if it can get in the box office, they got a big enough name attached to it, Will Smith with Bright. That could have went to the theater. This definitely should have went to the theater. Burr Box. Burr Box could have went to the theater. but But if they end up just letting it play on Netflix, Netflix is not losing anything because they know for a fact that people aren't working for about one to two weeks. Some people got... Uh, At least, at a minimum, a handful of days off. Well, let me ask you this. You you
1: said these movies were, because with your theory, they shouldn't even really want these movies that's come out this time, like Bright and this one. They probably don't even really even want it to go to the fucking theater. Probably not. It's better for it not to because of the convenience of being able to just. Because
0: of social media, because you're at home, because you're comfortable, you can literally probably get more people to see it. They are right. And Bird Box is doing well because of the social media buzz. So I, I, I'll admit, sitting sit and watch it with the family. Oh, I like this conversation. This is deep. I sit and watch it with the family, and I think I'm on something. My I daughter's seen it already. She's like, but I'll watch it again. Let's watch it. I'm like, when the hell did you sneak in and watch Bird Box before everybody else? Suspenseful. Suspenseful. It do got some suspenseful elements to it. I'll give it that. But my initial take is that it was only that. And and I was bothered in developing my theory because I felt like, wow, this movie used social media's influence, the ability for people to share it and watch it at home and convince them that it was an outstanding movie, but all it is is a, a, a fairly jumpy movie. So a lot of movies that fit this category, one in particular that I to this day, still speak very highly of, that is literally a better movie than this, and that's A Quiet Place. You folks know we reviewed that movie earlier this year, and I spoke highly of it then. If I wasn't mistaken, I said it was going to be one of my top five for 2018. Yeah, we're going to talk about our top five to ten of 2018 after this, too, so we're going <laughs> to see what's in there. Uh,
1: and, You know, and we, as we said, as I said, how he said, it's kind of like a... I don't want to say leapfrog. It's like a chain. Because he feels this movie here, Bird Box, is kind of like, you know, uh, basically biting Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel a Quiet Place bit Don't Breathe.
0: Mm, you that. Because it's that, that you same that, type right? of element.
1: And and I don't even know if I'm going to say they for sure bit it. But it's that's I'm just saying I've seen that. But that's that's where we're going with these films now. You, you know, you got these movies where you're not supposed to do nothing. they they hitting all the senses. I was thinking, like, we should come up with something where you can't eat. Because if you eat, you're going to die. Because they, they did you can't see, you can't hear, you can't touch. If you
0: eat anything, you're going to die. But if you don't eat, you're going to die. It's fucked up. You don't know what to do. <laughs> That's some suspense for your ass. Hey, brother. It's funny you mentioned don't breathe, man. Listen, we're about to dive into the year end review segment of the show, but one of the things that we're gonna talk about, man, um I'm gonna touch that real quick though. I want you I wanna know what you feel about how the
1: movies are going there, where it's like don't do something where you can't. You feel what I'm like, saying? Like
0: don't turn on the lights. Yeah. Or the the monster will find us. It's like if you go back to the Freddy, don't sleep. Type shit. Now they got like wow. You, you, I actually never thought about it that way. That's pretty dope, bro. Yeah, you can't. Don't bathe. <laughs> if you bathe, the water, the, the months it, it, it's traveling through water. It's contaminating us through water. But that, that, we kind of have those type of scenarios as well. That's a dope rabbit hole, bro.
1: I can't. I can't knock you for that one right there. And just the three we named was. You don't don't look. I'll be looking for an excuse to knock you. I can't right now. The the other one, it wasn't with the people, but it was with Quiet Place. It was like, you know, you can't make a sound because they are here. It's all about
0: senses. Well, the funny thing about us digging up information on Bird Box and you talking about the pathways of don't do something. When when I when I first watched Bird Box, yes. The the movie enthusiasts in me. Wanted a little bit more. Because first off, we never truly see the shape of the threat. We don't see the monsters. So we don't no. know what it really looked like. No. Um you watching it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Motherfucking spoiler alert. You might believe that. It influences certain people to make you open your eyes. We realize later on that's not really what's going on. It's It doesn't affect crazy people the same way. And crazy people just want you to see it, which if you're a sane person, that's going to cause you to commit suicide. But I found two articles and I'll share them when we post this on our social media two interesting articles that are pointing out what they believe the movie is truly about. An article written by Matt Novak insists that the movie is actually about the poisonous invention of social media. Oh, tell me more. Well, Matt's article suggests that the spread of this deadly, contagial virus is... Similar to that of social media, in the way that once you discover social media, you're so much of an addict, you may as well be dead. So the people just end up committing suicide. Okay. The other article was written by no, Michael. No, no, no. Let's no.
1: just talk about this his this article real quick before we okay. jump to the next one. Okay. So, so who? Do, I, I just want to know, like, in in his article or in his mind, who the fuck are the? Uh, the guys that are like the recruiters. The, the is that is that uh the, the guy that own Facebook. Is that is that like how that's supposed to the, be
0: the proprietors, the people that are making said social medias? Oh well, you know, in the movie, they got the people that that
1: can still they can see. And they tell, are and they trying to get other motherfuckers to come look. And they so crazy, but they are crazy though. So it was all the crazy motherfuckers were the... uh recruiters in the movie okay i'm just wondering like you know when they say shit like that they gotta have a whole movie
0: down this article was just published today the day that we are recording this episode of conflicted by matt novak by paleo future um look do you agree his, his article is mostly a spoiler review of the movie but when you get to the gist of what he's saying in in the article I think I see a whole bunch of people sitting together, but they all feel incredibly lonely. The character Jessica says. Um, Mallory says the loneliness is just incidental. It's really about people's inability to connect. It's suggesting that we should see this monster coming. We should know this monster is coming. So put blinders on to, to be more prepared for you know like it's 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 crazy man and it ties into a lot of I what's saying, going like, don't on don't even with, look at
1: that shit just
0: don't look well it's it's deeper than that because you know when you're talking about social media you got to include news media or fake news media or russian probes and all the stuff that's going on with our president da 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 all that stuff i'm gonna share the article when we post this you folks please please if you're listening go check out this first article Tell us what you think. You might want to watch the movie first, though. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely watch Bird Box first. I'm probably gonna watch
1: it again now because of the
0: article. And it's I'm not even suggesting that bird people watch Bird Box because I think it's a great movie. I'm I'm amazed at what it's doing as a social media vehicle, and it's interesting to see that this much is being taken away from it. The second article, by my man Michael Harriet of The Root, says it's actually about racism okay let's hear that well our character mallory played by sandra bullock represents white privilege and she's content in her world because she's naive to the existence of racism but as she sees surrounding her when people are finally brought to the light of the existence of racism it drives them crazy and the only thing that you can prevent yourself from going crazy about is pretending that racism doesn't exist by putting blinders on, being blind to racism. Now listen. Now come on now. Oh, I love man. I love any movie that's gonna expose the conversation of racism as next as well as the next person. But I think my brother Michael Harriet is reaching. <laughs> I yeah, think that's man. a little bit of a reach.
1: That's a major
0: reach, Julie.
1: Straight up. He reaching long, man. All over, <laughs> people plating everything. That's a bad reach.
0: He, he ain't saying excuse me enough. No, man. Knocking over glasses. That bogus reach. He, nah. he want to say he passing the chitlins, but he getting up with a fork and chitlin juice dripping on my plate. Straight up in my shirt. Dog, get the whole bowl, man. You done drip chitlin juice on my I just got this shirt, dog. I got this yeah, for Christmas. That's man. a lot of reaching. That's a lot of reaching, man. But listen, when we share this, I guarantee y'all we're going to post both articles. And Bird Box going to be around for a minute with the social media buzz, man. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Hit us up on yeah, our definitely. social medias. At Conflicted At any one of your social medias. Facebook. Instagram. Snappy Chatty. Hell, Twitter. I don't even know the name of them. Twitter, yeah. Us, hit the brothers up at Conflicted, K-E-N-F-L-I-C-K-T-E-D. That's at Conflicted, the pie show. Let us know what y'all think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So where we at? Well, man, we had a good year, you know. And and I think it's time for us to really talk to people intimately, brother, because I, I can't front, man. Sometimes I let you down. It's, it's hard to make all appointments. We're supposed to sit down and record, but then let's keep it real, man. It's something that we're doing at our leisure, and I like to do it when the vibe feels good, when we got the right content on our plate. I don't want to just cram movies down our throat and then cram them down other people's throat, but I did get a chance. Like, listen, we're movie enthusiasts anyway. We would be watching movies whether this pie show existed or not.
1: Yeah, Definitely.
0: But I do appreciate the fact that we motivate each other to go check out certain movies that otherwise we may not check out. And then in turn, influence our audience a little bit to check out some movies that they might not check out. And it's been a year full of movies that I thought I might not go see. I, I made my brother Ken watch Batman Ninja.
1: Man, that, He's still mad though. That You know what, that shows uh, a true friendship <laughs> for somebody to go sit through that shit for you.
0: During that same episode we reviewed John Caution. I do want to give another shout out to my main man, John Elliott, man. His short movie, John Caution, did catch me off guard. It was pretty damn good, man. It was funny. It was well written, well put together. It was a little bit more than what I thought it would be. So on the on the indie circuit, man, I know I know he a local guy. I know I fool with him, so it's probably gonna be a little maybe, maybe, a little bit of a biased opinion. But John Caution was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was damn good to me too. Uh yeah, shout good. out to Nick Summer. He started as John starred as John Caution. Yes.
0: Uh yeah. Oh I'm yeah, and, and another shout out to Nick Summer. He got his uh series going Shangri-La.
1: Man, I, I, I didn't get to uh make it to the premiere date. Either. Yeah, they had
0: the premiere at the Oriental, um, down there where we do a lot of the indie indie features, indie showings, man. We didn't make it, but shout out to my man Nick Summer, man. Y'all get a chance. If you got it out here yet and y'all can find it, Shangri-La. I'm sure they got social media pages. Go check them out at Shangri-La and follow what they are doing.
1: All right, this is what we're going to give y'all a quick rundown of uh, some of the films we saw. And then I think we can go into some of our favorite films and some of the films that we did not like. You know, I mean, if y'all been listening to this podcast, y'all should already know. What probably will be my number one shit film of the year. Mm, mm, Black Klansman. Ooh, no
0: spike. Why <laughs> you going to spike like that, man? No, I'm not dissing. I'm just I'm just guessing. Cause we didn't even oh, talk about. I'm listening if y'all don't understand when we say hot mic, me and my man don't do a whole lot of conversating before the mics go hot. We just sit down and get to talking about it. I don't know what he got up his sleeve right now. Well,
1: I want to know, um, you know, what what did you see? Like, you yeah, know, it's been a minute, so is there anything that you seen that I probably haven't seen? Anything you want to tell me about?
0: Well, movies that we didn't get a chance to review yet earlier in the year, we uh, got a chance to talk about it right now in a year-end review. Um, <clears throat> mutually, we did check out Girl in the Spider's Web. Yes. Um, that's part of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series. Um, a lot of those films were previously done in, in Europe. Europe standards, but uh, the one that was a little more Americanized was the girl with the dragon tattoo. The beginning of that series that starred Rooney Mara as the character, uh, Lisbeth, Lisb- Lisbeth Salander. Um, but the girl in the spider's web features Claire Foy playing the character Lisbeth Salander, and, and you can imagine. This storyline is very similar to like a Bond series, where you know different actors have played Bond, but the story is universal. The story is the same. It's it's about this character that navigates their way through espionage and and betrayal and love and lust and mystery and who done it. And, and, and I enjoyed it, man. I think a uh, girl in the spider's web. It's it's a. Uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Terrible reviews. Terrible. Terribly. Terribly low reviews. Like frighteningly
1: low. IMDb six point one out of ten. Forty one percent Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Forty three percent Metacritic. Ouch. Hold up. They even got a
0: seventy nine percent Google. This might be one of my first times seeing. It. Google normally <laughs> give everybody a ninety. Everybody. The, the thumbs up income so easy. Dude, Uncle Drew got a ninety. That's crazy. And you pissed. You still pissed?
1: By Uncle Drew? Yeah. Yeah. You want your money back? Nope. <laughs> they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I me personally, I didn't really, I didn't really care for this movie that much. Uh, I liked the girl with the dragon tattoo a lot. I actually loved that one. This one was, it was alright. Just wasn't that good. I, I do want to give a shout out to, Fidi Alvarez because he did do my movie. Don't Breathe.
0: Yes, yes, he did. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because you mentioned Don't (laughs) Breathe earlier. Part of your Don't Do This series of movies. Don't blink. Don't go to sleep. Don't breathe. Don't don't wipe your ass. Don't drink no water. Don't shit too loud. The monster coming in and get you. Don't stink. Don't flush. (laughs) Don't wipe. Um, Fired from the National Security Agency, Franz Boulder recruits hacker Lisbeth Salander to steal Firewall a computer program that can access codes for nuclear weapons worldwide. The download soon draws attention from an NSA agent who traces the activity to Stockholm. Further problems arise when Russian thugs take Lisbeth's laptop and kidnap a math whiz who can make firewall work, if I'm not mistaken. That's Franz Balder's son. I don't know why they went out of their way to not talk about that in the Synopsis of the movie, but whatever. Now Lisbeth and an unlikely ally must race against time to save the boy and recover the codes to avert disaster. Your boy Federico Alvarez, a Uruguayan filmmaker, Uruguay, the guys from Uruguay, whatever. Mm-hmm. He also directed Evil Dead, your movie Don't Breathe. Um. So here's the thing. I mentioned how The Lisbeth Salander series of movies is very similar to uh, like the Bond series of movie. The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. All of those. I wouldn't suggest that people sit down and go check out all those other movies. But I would say watch Dragon Tattoo before you watch this. Because unlike the Bond series, I think they're a little more committed to where certain characters are in the timeline of their life as it can as it intersects with co-characters in the movie. Um yeah. so so in the in the Dragon Tattoo, we meet Lisbeth and she meets the uh the writer. I forget that character name. Um the guy that's the writer and, and they team up to to solve the mystery of that movie um and i think it takes a while before it gets suspenseful enough but it's got its elements and lisbeth in the spider's web she teams up with that writer again although for some reason the characters seem younger i think the timeline is later in their lives but again he's helping her um cross some T's and dot some I's. Now he's not as hands on as he was in the previous movie. Uh it was pretty much his investigation and his situation. In the Spiders Web this involves a lot more of uh the Claire Foy character version of Lisbeth um having a problem with her sister. Spoiler alert, it's it's her sister.
1: The doctor you are speaking of
0: was Mikhail Blunkovis. Um uh, who? Mikel yeah that's the doctor name in the movie oh the dude that ends up getting killed another spoiler alert anyway I, I got a couple of things that I think are questionable about girl in the spider's web versus girl with the dragon tattoo I think they made Claire Foy a little sexier as opposed to Rooney Mara as a little more completely sexually neutral, like almost asexual, like sexually bland. Yeah. I mean, she she does have a uh, bisexual affair in, in the early part of the movie. And both characters do this. Both characters have, have a relationship with women in the beginning, but women of no important significance. And then later on, well, at least with the Rooney Mara character, she sleeps with the the writer guy, Mikael. No, nah, that's the you talking about the doctor, not Mikael. Um, I
1: thought Mikael is the same guy that she slept with. It's the same character
0: that was the uh the writer. No, I think that guy is. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in uh, Dragon Tattoo. Pull up, pull up, Dragon Tattoo cuz that's the guy that played uh he also plays Bond
1: Well, that? that's him in the Dragon Tattoo. He plays Bond. But it's two different dudes. In the movie, it ain't the same guy.
0: No, no. The I'm I'm under the impression the character is the same. Oh, the character is the same, but it's two different uh yeah, yeah, yeah. people yeah, playing him. It's two different people playing the guy. No different than Claire Foy and Ronnie Mara. Um but I, I mean the the thing that I'm getting at is I kinda like dragon tattoo a little more.
1: Look.
0: Yeah, Michael Bloomfist. Yep. Um the Michael character Boy. sleeping with her in Dragon Tattoo Mikael, Tat- Mikael yeah. sleeping with her in Dragon Tattoo to me put a little more suspense on the character. Man, like what? like what's her real motivation? Bro, let's wrap up this whack-ass movie, man.
1: What? We have war at this shit. We already know.
0: (laughs) What? I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm shocked right now. Let's get into the the year-end review, man. You didn't didn't like Spider's Web? Man, no. Man, I can't keep dragging you to watch movies you can't stand, bro.
1: Nah, man. I ain't like that one, man. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to my guy who did the movie before I liked, but I ain't like that one that much, man. Well, listen.
0: Federico Alvarez, you get about a 8 out of 10 from me on, on Spider's Web. I can't wait till it drops so I can go buy it.
1: I say people go check out The Mule. It was pretty good. Talk to us about Oscar The Mule. worthy.
0: Talk, talk to us about
1: old Clint. I'm just, I'm, like I said, I'm going to keep this short and simple real quick because we ain't going to do deep reviews about these movies. We already got off into that. Right, right. Uh, the Mule was basically, it is what it is. Let me ask you something. What you think The Mule about?
0: Uh, he's running drugs for Colombian drug lords. Okay. What else? And he gets in a little too deep, so he decides when he get busted, he gonna turn state's evidence, but they use him, and then they use him in the wrong way, so he kind of double cross the FBI.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm not gonna say there's a little bit of flaw in there, but
1: guess what? you pretty much dead. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Anybody that Seen a trailer or whatever Or know anything or read about this movie It is what it is You know what I'm saying The movie is basically what the premise is That's the movie There's really no
0: twist, there's nothing mm. But I felt like it was going to be a little similar to American Made It's just good the way They told the story Right,
1: right if it's, Is it Oscar worthy? Nah, it's too much other stuff that's good Oh, so wait Better. Now that might be the one thing that I was wrong about I said it was gonna get nominated. You say no? I don't think it should. Well, we'll see. You know, you never know. it will be some bullshit going on. But let's get into yo. Let's get into this top five because we need to wrap. <laughs> we to wrap this show up soon, and, and and we're towards the end of the day. And I would like to get to our top five best movies of 2018 and worst movies of 2018.
0: Uh oh. Top five. I enjoyed Halloween 2018. Ooh. I uh, definitely enjoyed A Quiet Place. Okay. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Black Panther. And I don't want to sound unfair and make this a separate one. I'm going to just couple that with Avengers. It just so happened that they both came out this year. So if I can selfishly just call those both my number three.
1: Okay. I'll
0: let you do that. Um, there's a couple movies I didn't get a chance to check out though I'll admit I didn't make it to see everything there's some things that I do need to see I do need to see Vice yes I I do need to see Creed 2 I didn't get a chance to see that you as well I bought it for some reason I haven't watched it yet Isle of Dogs I I haven't had a chance to watch Green Book yet
1: but these movies we want to see
0: um, You can put Game Night in my top five oh, nice. for this year. I like that. And uh, something that I just watched the other night. I was alone. I was in the bed. I was watching it. Um, I also need to check out Searching. I haven't checked out Searching yet. Sorry. It was amazing. Um, I kind of dug the Florida project, man. I don't, I don't I like that. I don't know if I'm gonna put it in my top five quite.
1: You got one more yeah, for your best.
0: Hmm. You caught me off guard with this one, brother. I'm sitting here peeling my brain, trying to remember everything I saw. Um, I do want to check out Shoplifters. You've been encouraging me about that one. Yeah, I gotta see that. That's I, my number one. Want to see. I do want to check out if Bill Street could talk. Didn't get a chance. Yeah, to check my that sister-in-law
1: out. Yeah. told me. She just told me about that. She said it was good too. Um, I want to check out that Roxanne. Roxanne.
0: I know we commented earlier on um, movies that we talked about and reviewed. I was big on the Hate You Give as a moment, but I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not necessarily in my top five. Um. I don't know man Movies was all over the place this year Movies was all over the place Um, I know around this time of the year I like to dig in the crates For some of my classic favorites My holiday movies Um, If if y'all don't know man Make sure you watch them for the holidays Die Hard Lethal Weapon um, National Lampoons And Elf Like them four I gotta watch them Okay, Every waiting. holiday season. Well, what I'm
1: waiting on is your
0: fifth movie, man. John Caution. Shout out to my man, John Caution. <laughs>
1: That's crazy, dog. Just look. I'm doing my five. I got John Caution. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> John Caution. <Cusher, probably. laughs>
0: oh, that is funny
1: as hell. All right, here go mine, man. I'm, I'm going to give it to y'all backwards. I already know what number five is. It's John Caution. Number four is the Hate You Give. Number three, Black Panther, mm. got to be on the list. Number two, Crazy Rich Asians. I like that movie a lot. You dug that one? I I, I had a good time leaving the movie with that. I, I I felt very satisfied. Um, and it was just like to see a different. I never. i, I just like how where they was at? I think it was like Singapore. Just see how beautiful that was and shit. It was just I learned a lot of history about this type of shit mm-hmm. that I did not know. I thought it was good. and It was a great movie. And number one, my number one movie. I actually had ten to fifteen, but my number one movie that I think that was the best movie I saw. I saw last night, Bohemian
0: Rhapsody. You saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night? It was fucking awesome. To me, all right. I'm gonna give you my five that I didn't think was that damn impressive. Can I give a quick few honorable
1: mentions? Please do.
0: Do your honorable mentions, my guy. Searching was great. I
1: liked Avengers. That was a great movie. Uh, Game night, we agreed on that. We even had a quiet place in here because that was still a good movie. Game night
0: was dope. uh,
1: Tag was a funny movie, and I'm gonna throw. I got to throw my boy uh, David Gordon Green in there with Halloween because I enjoyed that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I dug that one. (laughs)
1: And a couple wanna sees I got is uh, Support the Girls. I want to check that out. I'm going to check out Mining the Gap, Hereditary, also Shoplifters, and Unsane.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we can get
1: into that worse. You want me to start this one? Please do. All right. Number five. Rampage. Whoa! Fucking horrible. Number four. Strangers Pray at Night fucking horrible okay number three wildlife did not really care for that movie
0: wildlife
1: yeah i saw it at the oriental not the other day number two oceans eight i tried it's just it's like stop making these (laughs) but that one was a little different because it was the shout out to the ladies Okay, you know what I'm gonna take Ocean's eight out because I am gonna give a shout out to the ladies. Cause I do like that, but take away the shout-out. I, the I thought they should stop making one. when they they made that Ocean's fifteen or thirteen, the last dudes one. Okay, so I got another one I can put at number two. Skyscraper.
0: Whoa, whoa.
1: The Rock. You made it here twice, homie. And number one. Everybody should fucking know. Uncle Drew.
0: <laughs> That's funny, bro. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so I got them in order. I'm gonna go from five to one. Um, five was almost a three way draw um, for my hate list. The Meg. <laughs> that was honorable mention of hate for me. Jesus, the Meg was not that good. And I'm only putting, I'm, I'm coming up with Mortal Engines next. As, as a near honorable mention, I didn't see it all the way through. I'll admit that. I only saw a big chunk of it, but I don't know why. I was even trying to watch it anyway. And Skyscraper. So Meg and Skyscraper is tied for number five on my hate list. Number four, sorry to bother you. I'm sorry ain't bothered me. Um, I realized what I was watching last night, and I regret that I was watching it. My number three hate list of movies that i seen this year. I don't even think it came out this year. Traffic, not well done, bro. uh, Not well done. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Not well done. Number two, this might shock a lot of people. Deadpool. Two? Deadpool 2 was not that good. Uh, Yeah, it kind of made my honorable Only because it really, it, it just showed a movie that was full of itself and like thought it was Good enough and funny enough to just go off the rails and do whatever the fuck it wanted and yeah. killed a bunch of people. that could have been key characters in the movie. That wasn't that slick. That wasn't that funny. And all they did was regurgitate a bunch of the same bullshit jokes that they did in the first one. And my number one hate list, I hate that I hate it because I wanted to love it, Ready Player One. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. Oh, I forgot about that bullshit. Man, they had more money than God to be able to make that movie what it could have been. And it was this sappy, silly little shit about, oh, once we're trapped in the world and they want to hold us down. If they was talking about people's addiction to being in virtual reality, which is the future's next step to social media, I would have been cool with that, but they really didn't focus on that aspect of it enough. To me, I felt like they was just defending the idea of keeping virtual reality slash social media available to people. It's a fucking monster. It's it's a disease, and then we should balance how much we ingest it versus how much we don't ingest it. But whatever. Ready Player One wasn't all that.
1: And oh, I'd be damned man. if they make a sequel. Uh, they better not. They better not. Well, there you have it, man. That's, there you have
0: it, folks. That's the end of uh, 2018 with us. Man, I can't wait for 2019, man, for us to lock back in the lab, bring a little bit of consistency. To the oh, people yeah. yes. they want that. I don't know. Do we give it to them weekly, bi-weekly, or once a
1: month? I say we should be at least bi-weekly. But me personally, I, I I I could do it weekly.
0: So listen, man, this year has some crazy ups and downs, man. We we, let them send us
1: some emails, man. Let them say what they
0: want. Listen, y'all hit us up at Ken Commission. That's the the pie shows email K-E-N. K-O-M-M-I-S-H at gmail.com Let us know what y'all want us to have in store for y'all for 2019. This year had lots of ups and downs, man. We thought we was gonna lock in and be able to go to Menominee Falls, Movie Theater, shout out to Marcus, but I heard they gotta do something about the roading problem in there. What? Well, don't be shocked. They was doing some reconstruction and they left the doors open and there ain't nothing but fields over there. Mice and rats and shit done got in the building. You Falls? Yes. Why you think I ain't been going? I've been driving out to either North Shore or the Majestic. What? Yeah, we still want to go on Five Dollar Tuesdays though. No disrespect to Marcus. Shout out to Marcus, but they gotta fix that problem first. Damn. Um, shout out to Movie Pass. This should be my
1: go-to.
0: Not even really shout out to Movie Pass. This is gonna be a half a shout out because they went through some ups and downs too. We thought we was going to jump in the movie pass. We was actually trying to use them as a potential sponsor. We was telling folks, go out and get your movie pass. One low price gave you unlimited movies, but then they switched that up. Now it's like $39 a month. We'll get you three movies anytime you want. Something like that. I don't know. $30, something. It might be worth it. It might not be worth it. I don't know. We're going to look into it. But either way it go, you're not going to stop the brother's king. From checking out movies and letting you know what we think. All right, I say that's
1: something good. uh, Happy New Year. Enjoy your holidays. Don't get too lit and do some dumb shit.
0: Listen, man, y'all be safe. Drink responsibly. Feliz Navidad. Carpe Diem. And trust me, when 2019 hit, they got enough movies coming out to keep us busy. We're going to keep y'all busy, man. Keep listening. This is the Brothers Ken signing out. Peace.
1: Peace.